You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's a time for another Get Geekish podcast. I was going to start singing and I lost it <laughs> to go into the Get Geekish podcast. But uh, hey, hey, it's Derek and Pino. It's all about the effort there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, for some reason, I was going to roll into it with the with the tune, and then I just went Italian, and I don't even, I don't even know. I, don't even I, know. I, I realize that whenever I sing up here, it sounds great, and as soon as it comes out here, everything in me goes, no, 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 stop, stop. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, uh, Derek Cabino here. Thanks for joining us on another Get Geekish podcast. It's the holiday season, and uh, we decided to... Touch base on everybody's favorite holiday character, and I'm not talking Sam. I'm talking the. You Grinch. wanted to see villain at first, didn't you? I, I did, but he's kind of redeemed himself, and I also wanted to go the the Grinch. But uh, it's it's something that's basically been in everybody's life so far. Yeah, like, it's one of those things. I mean, we're talking sixty years. The the Grinch has been around. <sighs> And it's been a while, yeah. I mean, it's been decades. Now they got all the different versions of it. We're going to touch on some of the different iterations that have come out over the years. But back in the day, the Grinch special came out on TV, and you got to watch it. And then once Christmas happened, you couldn't watch it again until the next season. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. It's one of those classics that are up there. It came out right in the middle about the same time as all those claymation Christmas movies. Ugh. So at the time... It was kind of billed as just oh yeah, just another Christmas movie, whatever. But it's uh, it, it's had some some staying power to say the least. Well, it's one of those ones too. I don't know if when you grew up, you know, with you, if it was one of those ones like you know with the claymation, the Rudolph, and all that, and the Grinch. When it got close to Christmas, you know, it was just one like Friday night, right? Like the Friday night before Christmas or something like that, where they had. Charlie Brown Christmas, The Grinch, and all that. And it was a big deal. Your parents were like, okay, it's time for the Christmas specials. And you'd sit down and watch them. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan, really, of The Grinch or The Rudolphs. Charlie Brown Christmas is okay, but like, just like the animation, I just, with something with The Grinch, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for. I didn't understand the whole phenomenon, especially, you know, the later iterations. I'm like, oh, oh it's okay. But like, to me, The Grinch is just, you know, we've read the book or the what the poem, right? Doctor Seuss's original. Yeah, it was an original poem called the uh, the Hubub and the Grinch, which is a poem that first appeared in Red Book magazine in 1955. 1955. Mm-hmm. Dang. And from there, it got a little <laughs> more popular. And supposedly, uh, reading a little bit about. Uh, Dr. Seuss, Ted Theodore Geisel, uh, when he was coming up with the Grinch story, he apparently based the Grinch off of himself, The the as the legend goes. He was looking in the mirror after Christmas one day, and he saw a, a Grinch looking back at him, so he decided to try and write a story based on that to try and rediscover some Christmas magic that he thought he'd lost because he just saw himself and he thought, ah, Christmas, blah, kind of based the Grinch off of his himself. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, his daughter, I think... Um, said that she actually thought that the Grinch was her dad or, or Mr. Geisel on a bad day and the cat in the hat was him on a good day. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not the Mike Myers version. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we had the animated special, which I don't, you know, I wasn't around in 77 when it came out, right? 66. No, 66. 77 was the weird sequel that we'll get to here in a minute. Yeah, 55 um, was the poem in Red Book. 57 was the black and white book released by Dr. Seuss, which he was one of the easiest stories he ever wrote. I think he, they said that he wrote that in just a couple of hours. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, and then 1966, the animated adaptation premiered on CBS, which has everybody quotes it right, and it's still a thing. I don't think it has the staying, not necessarily the staying power, the phenomenon as it did growing up, because like you said, we had to wait for it. Now it's just on demand. You can Mm -hmm. get it, you know, okay, you know, it's December 1st, we can watch it every night. You know, back then it was only like a once or twice type of thing. They might have a repeat of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the iconic songs from it, you know, the Mr. Grinch, which you, you listen to the lyrics and some of them are just, I'm like, how do they come up? A greasy banana black peel or whatever? I mean, like... (laughs) <laughs> 39 and a half foot pole that's pretty spe- pretty specific there but uh <laughs> i feel like all the grinch memes make sense now now that i'm an adult as a kid the grinch is always this crummy old guy blah 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 mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people like you know what is wrong with the grinch he just wanted to live alone with his dog and hated people i kind of get that <laughs> yep yep it's one of those ones where you're like okay i understand so maybe you know maybe that really was dr seuss i don't know and, and somebody um, else made a good point I saw online. They're like, well, you know, maybe this Grinch guy wouldn't be so bad if there wasn't somebody singing a song about what a pile of garbage he was 24 hours a day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, hey, are you supposed to find love in your heart? Like, you stink, Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a pole. I hope you die. Oh, well, Merry Christmas to you, too, you little hooligans. Ha <laughs> Nice fun. Yeah. Huh? But we have the, uh, the lovely Boris Karloff. Portraying the Grinch, you know, providing the voice. Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. You don't remember but, him? Don't you mean Thurl Ravenscroft? Nope. Boris Karloff was in the original one. He was the he was the narrator, providing the story for the Grinch. Oh right, I'm thinking of um, yeah, my, my mistake. <laughs> Thurl Ravenscroft is just the one that voiced the song. Yeah, yeah he's the singer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> now, good old, good old Boris Karloff uh, providing the narration for that, and you know, I think the narration is really one that does kind of stick with it, and that's one thing with all the Doctor Seuss kind of things is going with it. Um, and the adaptation of with Jim Carrey was Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> but so what was your thought like when you first saw the animated one right what was what, what was your i mean what is your take do you is this something that you still kind of carry with you well i i enjoyed it i mean it was a thing and i liked it i liked the dr seuss books i i too thought it had a little it was a little hokey because the animation wasn't great but it was a little bit of a mulligan because the animation came out what 12 <laughs> years before ago. i was even born <laughs> So, yeah, animation had come a long way for it, but it, it was still at a soft spot. The songs were catchy. I mean, they added a few of the things in the animated special that made him green, added his dog Max, added the songs and stuff like that. And the songs were catchy. I mean, they're cheesy as all get out, but you could hum along to it, and it had a, a you know that Christmas message, mm-hmm. but not, not the churchy side of it. So it was like, oh, yeah, be a good human being or who thing or whatever. So it, it kind of felt nice. And I mean... I, what I remember feeling when I was a kid is this might be say something on me, but I was more worried about how he treated his dog like crap. I know that's what <laughs> I was thinking. Like- Max was the most loyal little dog that would do anything the Grinch wanted, and he was just a complete jerk to him. Like, <laughs> and, and I think that's one thing is they kind of redeemed him in this in the latest iteration of it. They kind of redeemed that aspect. But yeah, you look at the Jim Carrey one and the ones before that, and it's just you're like I'm rooting for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> fun fun fact uh Yermino and mr grinch the thrill ravencroft song uh mm-hmm. do you know what else he was the voice of what's that tony the tiger they're great 
Huh. Okay. That's going to come up at some trivia night someday, and you're going to thank me for it. Probably. <laughs> um, did you know that the Grinch's green coloring was inspired by a rental car? In the original book, the Grinch is illustrated as black and white with hints of pink and red. Rumor has it that Jones, uh, the animator, was inspired to give the Grinch his iconic coloring after he rented his car that was painted an ugly shade of green. I want to know why he's the only green one, though, in the whole who who averse. Like, you know, that's the kind of... And again, this is in different versions of it. He's always green, but like in the Jim Carrey one, everybody's like, <gasps> in the Benedict Cumberbatch one, he's just, he walks down to Whoville and they're like, oh, Mr. Grinch. He's like, yeah, don't talk to me. You know, he's just that curmudgeon old man that everybody knows. <laughs> it's like, why is he the only one that's kind of different? See, I always, I always took it maybe because it was the, the subliminal, he's green with envy of all the okay. things the Who's have maybe. That sounds a little better, but a little bit better than a rented car aspect of it, so. Yeah, I could see that, and it's and <laughs> you know, and the the Jim Carrey when they took it off, like he was spraying mold spray in his armpit, so we you know, green just kind of looks like that green gross moldiness and not clean. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like a, a yeti covered in algae, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, should we move on to that weird sequel that uh, we didn't even know existed? Sure, let's, yeah, the, the, I, I didn't know these. You mentioned there was a Halloween special, 1977, um, with the Halloween Grinch movie. What was that one called? The Grinch, I have it, I have so many things pulled up about the Grinch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it? It's it's like the Grinch does Halloween. It's it's so weird. Ha- Halloween is Grinch night, there it is. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, it's the prequel to the 19... So it's a sequel prequel to the 1966 television special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And it premiered on ABC on October 28th, 1977. I think there's it, a reason I may have never watched it. I was going to say, this There's this is a prequel that we had no idea existed. And, a, and what kind of made me think, like... I googled something, I don't remember, because... It, my son right now is obsessed with the the new Illumination Grinch, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch that came out like two years ago. My daughter was watching it earlier this afternoon as we yeah. speak. And uh, in the song, you know, that they had the little remix of the Taylor the Creator song. one. Yeah. He mentions something like, you know, we don't come to your house on Halloween or something like that. I was like, why do they even sing that? And lo and behold, Halloween is Grinch night. I'm wondering if that has some weird tie in it. And like... I, what is even the premise of this movie? And I'll be honest with you, I I Googled it and I was like, what? And somebody said, this is my easily my favorite Dr. Seuss animation of all time. Some, what? So yeah, somebody said that. I don't even, nobody, <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has a uh, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Which for a Grinch movie is not bad, but I would ex- I would have expected it to be lower in all honesty. <laughs> uh, so the quick plot is in Whoville each Halloween a sour sweet wind blows a chain uh, it blows and a chain of events causes the Gree Grumps the Hocken Cracks to arouse the Grinch into descending to Whoville in his paraphernalia wagon and wreaking havoc in the town in Grinch night all of Whoville dreads the smell of the wind as an omen and everyone retreats into their home as the whole village goes into lockdown <laughs> So I'm just imagining the Grinch rolling down the hill in a cart with a little cheech 
headband on and some Doobie Brothers playing in the background. Right? <laughs> I feel like I want to watch that movie now. Eukariah, a young who with astigmatism, goes out to the euphemism and blows away. This is from Wikipedia, by the way, and blows away. He runs into the Grinch as he is picking brickles out of his fur in the end result of a failed attempt to hunt down the lazy woozy woozoo. <laughs> I can't. And <laughs> scene. Oh my gosh! And so there, there was that one, which uh, I kind of feel like we need to watch that one. Though. I, yeah, I, I feel handy to. Yeah, probably will. But then in 1982, just five years later, they also had the Grinch Grinch's the Cat in the Hat for an animated special. Another one they, that kind of came and went and did absolutely nothing for anybody. Are they getting lazy too? Are they starting to go to the Smurf route? The Grinch Grinches. <laughs> Ah, Grinch. Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> um, but it was it was interesting because that that spent decades as you know the, how the Grinch stole Christmas was just a staple for most of pop culture, especially here in America. And then the movie rights came up for auction in 1998, and the auction started at five million dollars plus a good portion of merch sales that went along with the property. Five million started. Because the the studios were throwing money trying to get it. And in fact, the rumors were that Fox had a uh, deal on the table where they had a Grinch live-action movie planned with Jack Nicholson as the Grinch. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I, I could see that possibly working, but it just... I mean, it seems like an awful lot of money, and then they made Have you the Jim Carrey remake, Grinch on the Pale Moonlight. <laughs> so, from two years from the movie rights going up for auction, it got bought. Uh, Universal wanted out the whole thing, and then they had Jim Carrey in a live action remake directed by Ron Howard, of all people. And this movie is either you hate it or you love it. Yeah, it's. It- it's a little creepy. It's a little mm-hmm. dark. All the characters look weird enough that they're you know, real close to being nightmares for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the who's the who's in this look really, really weird. Uh, there is quite a bit of adult humor in it that upon rewatching, you're like, oh, they're putting their keys in a bowl for, oh, oh okay, okay, I got yeah, it. That, that, I mean, the, the, the early 2000s did that a lot with kids' movies. They just try yeah. to throw adult jokes, and they're not for kids but for adults. And I feel like it looks a little tacky in hindsight, but yeah, this is one of the ones I'll watch it. I don't go out of my way to. It's mm. I mean, Jim Carrey did a fantastic job in this. Um, he at one point had like a psychological breakdown because of the makeup. This is a fun fact that I'm sure everybody knows. If you don't, then here you go. Uh, doing the makeup because he had to sit in the chair for so long and the contacts hurt his eyes that they had to bring in a torture specialist, you know, someone to help him overcome that. Yeah, and he, literally a CIA operative who trained mm-hmm. people on how to survive being tortured, uh, tortured and kidnapped to teach and him how to get through these things with makeup. <laughs> if you have a chance, watch the uh, was it the Graham Norton show. He talked about it, but he's sitting there saying like you have to just sit there and punch yourself in the leg to get over it, or you just smoke. So he's sitting there. He's like, I'm this Grinch sitting there going ah, and just punching himself in the leg, <laughs> smoking packs. I'm like, okay, but I mean he he owned that role. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of iconic lines and everything like it. Again, the movie overall kind of forgettable, but his role 
you know, just a lot of the stuff that he improvised, just his humor and everything, you know, and the way he talks. Max, I can't do that. I can't cancel on that again, you know, and... <laughs> it was one of the parts, like, a lot of Jim Carrey was, like, especially that time, he was so over the top that it bothered me in some movies, but with the Grinch movie, it fit. It, his yeah, it rubber face, over-the-top antics were like, mm -hmm. okay, this fits a cartoonish movie. Like, this is, this is, this is well-casted. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I will say the little Cindy Lou Who girl, she was pretty adorable in that movie. Yeah, the, she's like the only one that didn't make Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Baby Grinch, ooh, they didn't need to go there. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> Forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, he's, Jim Carrey spent 92 days in Grinch makeup, spending two hours in the morning getting in and one hour in the evening getting out. 92 days wearing that every day. Because it doesn't look comfortable. Taking <laughs> even, one for the team. Right? Well, there's even some of those where it like, zooms in on his eyes, and you can see they're all like bloodshot around that side of the contacts. Like, that's not CGI. Oh, my gosh. The Grinch <laughs> that's, suit. That's legitimate irritation. <laughs> right? The Grinch suit is covered in yak hair, which um, and dyed green and sewn onto a spandex suit. Talk oh. about not being able to breathe. <laughs> All, all my favorite fabrics rolled into one. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Hey, here we go. Sir Anthony Hopkins recorded all of his narration for this movie in one day. Nice. I would actually love it. I'm sure that there's interviews and out there and everything like that. But I want to know why Ron Howard chose the way he went <laughs> with this movie. Because somebody compared it to like kind of a Tim Burton-esque movie, which... Mm -hmm. It's it has that like you said it's dark and well whatever it did, he, he it managed to work because it was funny you mentioned that people either love it or hate it but that movie came out in two thousand and it became almost like a cult classic Christmas movie mm -hmm. and a bunch of people still absolutely adore it and I think younger people especially like you said the old TV remake was just cheesy and the animation was bad enough that they didn't really relate to it. And that one came out and they all saw it as kids on watched it on repeat and repeat and repeat. And somehow the original Grinch and the 2000 Grinch got to be side by side where instead of competing with each other, they both became their own holiday classic movies for their own audience and they could exist side by side. It wasn't like you had to hit like one and hate the other. It's, oh, yeah, well, there's two different versions. OK, yeah. We'll watch and I both. think. And I think honestly, that's like you hit the nail. It's like the early 2002 was prime time for those weird type of movies and for Jim Carrey to be over the top. So it it worked and everybody's going to go see, especially in the early 2000s, going to go see a Jim Carrey movie, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of helped get the exposure out. And we all know that the trailers kind of just show the best part. So you're like, oh, this looks funny. And then you watch it, you're like, what is, oh, okay, that was funny, but what is this? <laughs> what is going what is on? What's wrong with their noses? Oh, that bothers me so much. Like their little, the, that oh, <laughs> and and that movie did spawn uh, one of the most horrendous video game covers I think I've ever seen that you pointed out earlier tonight. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, yeah. it was the two thousands. A lot of movies had the video game tie-ins that were god awful, and this one came out of the PlayStation and the cover for it. What what did I say? I it's it it looks fake. It genuinely looks fake. It looks like it was like an ad created for a video game magazine knockoff, like <laughs> a poorly CGI Grinch with freaking sunglasses and pointy teeth in the cover. Like, hey, we got to oh, find man. that sweet spot between uh, Parappa the Rapper and the seven up spot. Yeah, nailed it with the Grinch. <laughs> and what's funny is 
I've seen gameplay of it. It doesn't look fun at all. It, it what's, looks... what's the premise of the game? Do you know? No, it's just going around. Like the, from what I saw, it was the beginning part where he goes down to the Whoville and he has to just do stupid little tasks. Like you have to go destroy mailboxes and you have to go to the post office and sneak around his max and then get the Grinch in there to, to put in. I'm, I'm assuming it's very loosely based on the Jim Carrey movie because of certain aspects of the game, but terrorize the who's is what I could tell. Okay. And so here we go. Uh, the, the plot, thank you, Wikipedia is this game starts out with the Grinch staring down his telescope at Whoville planning to take their presence using his gadgets. And then he goes to the cave and then looks for the blueprints and then ends up falling off the mountain with all the box of his blueprints and they get spread over Whoville. So as the game progresses, you have to visit the Whoville, the Who Forest, the municipal dump, the Who Lake, destroy Christmas presents, play pranks on the Who's, and recover the pieces of your blueprints so you can go ruin Christmas. I can tell you right now that it does not, it doesn't look fun. The controls yeah. on it look look horrible. The graphics, I mean, obviously it's a PlayStation game, so they didn't age well. <laughs> I do have somebody summed up the, the Grinch. Like I never really got the plot of it. I don't know where I, I saw this, but they, they summed it up in a much more uh, articulate way than this. But they basically go, okay, so we got this story that everybody loves about some cranky old man who decides he's going to cancel Christmas because it's too loud. So he commits some uh, burglary and breaking and entering out a whole bunch of people, but they're pretty cool with it, and they just start singing. So then he has some major uh, cardiac problems, and then they have dinner together, and everybody's happy. The end. Like, that's the the plot of the, the Grinch movie, right? Well, it's funny you bring that up, too, because, I mean, the one thing that the books and the animated short never did was give us a backstory. The mm-hmm. 2001 and then the 2018 or 19, whenever that that one came out, gave us more of a glimpse into his past, mm-hmm. right? In the Jim Carrey one, he was orphaned, adopted by Who's and raised by them. And then he was bullied because <laughs> he was different in school and he had to shave early and it cut his face. So, you know, he became an outcast that way. And he just said, I'm done with you and then ran away. So deep, deep. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I mean, it, kind of a stretch, too. I mean, maybe not. It was the 2000s. So, but uh, I don't think that, like, growing up, I don't think I ever was like, you know what? I need more of a backstory in this guy. So, yeah, it's a, because the original animation is only what, like 30 20, minutes long, 28 yeah, minutes long, something like that? Or something. Yeah. So, you don't have, a, and it was based off of a one page poem, 35 lines. So, like, there's well, only and so not much. Like, <laughs> What the the book has sixty nine pages in it, so it's like, <laughs> uh, okay, how can we stretch this out into a two hour movie? We need a <laughs> lot of filler, just a smidge. <laughs> but we get that in there. We have the Jim Carrey Grinch, and that that survives another eighteen years alongside the other classic original Grinch. Mm-hmm. And then here comes nineteen ninety eight and Illumination, the same studio behind all the. Uh, 2018. 2018. <laughs> uh, the studio that brought you the Minions and uh, Despicable Me's puts together their take on the Grinch with an animated special. And uh, it kind of came and went just like the other ones did where it had a bunch of fanfare and marketing and then it kind of just went on by. But sure enough, every Christmas since then, that movie, that marketing is front row center and every kid I know wants to go watch that movie. 
repeatedly. It's it's not a bad movie, especially considering I've watched it probably fifty times by now. The other one's a little obsessed with it right now, right? Yeah, he's like nonstop. He's we haven't given him the Jim the Jim Carrey one yet because I don't know if I want to give him nightmares. He's already not sleeping, so. <laughs> um, but he loves the Grinch and he loves this one. And I, you know, watching it, I'm like, I could see why this one adhered to a different type of movie. It's a, it's a lot more kinder. You know, the animation style is gentler on the eye. You know, it's that cute, fuzzy type of thing. You have the story where the Grinch isn't as much as a grump. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of more down to earth. He's he's more relatable <laughs> on this one. Um, to the point where, like, we all know those people who, like, despise Christmas and everything like that. They do give us kind of a backstory where he was, what, like, orphaned in the orphanage. So they kind of took the Ron Howard story and made it their own type of thing mm-hmm. but in this one he definitely has more of a kinder heart and the who's know who he is because he comes down and gets food and they're like oh and like one of the guys Bricklebaum or whatever thinks that they're friends and you know there's that whole aspect there and the, yeah he actually has communication with the town as opposed to the Grinch only has communication with the town when they try to like carry him mm. you know the Stephen King movie <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss's the Grinch in misery right uh, so, they, I mean, they also had one other spinoff that you pointed out, thanks to NBC. There was Dr. Seuss, the it. Grinch musical that came out in 2020. I didn't think anything would be more horrifying than Jim Carrey in the Grinch makeup, but seeing Matthew, whatever his name is, Matthew, Matthew Morrison. Morrison in yeah, the he, Grinch he was, makeup. He was the teacher from Glee, right? Yeah. Yeah. But seeing him in the Grinch makeup, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no, that is just awful. I didn't need to see that. That is a very odd picture. I, I can't say that I ever Here's watched the thing. that or will watch that. <laughs> I didn't hear anything of it. I heard a little bit about it due to the Macy's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. That's it. I haven't heard if it was good. I haven't heard if it was bad. I haven't heard anything. I, I'm going to assume it was bad because I, I, I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes right here and Grinch the Musical. As a 13% on the tomat, tomato meter, tomato meter, whatever you want to call it. Depends where if you're cost a pond or not. Yes. And they keep going up from there. The Jim Carrey Grinch uh, it has 49% on the tomato meter with a 56% audience score. Hmm. Then the Dr. Seuss's The Grinch from 2018, it's got a 59% tomato meter with 51% say, audience score. Do they, they say why they dropped How the Grinch Stole Christmas? And just made it the Grinch for the 2018 one? Is it because they wanted to like be a little bit different? I think they wanted to take the Christmas word out of it and make it just a holiday movie. I mean, right away, and he says he hates Christmas, though. So. Yeah, I, I know, but I think, you know, they're going for it. it's, 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 it's more marketing to say the Grinch, and then it's because the Jim Carrey one was how the Grinch stole Christmas. So if you're going to remake mm-hmm. a remake, you know, change it up a little bit. That's what I was thinking, is they kind of try to make it like, hey, we're separate. <laughs> But you get those tomato scores, and then what do you think the tomato score is on the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas? What, like a 90? 100% tomato meter and really? 95% audience score. 100%? Yeah. And I'm with you. I, I enjoyed it. I've got a soft spot going with it, but it is it is not a cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And even on my list of Christmas movies... It it barely makes the top ten. Like I don't I don't feel like I have to watch the original Grinch every year. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, it's I, there I, for I, nostalgia. I, yeah, I still like it, but it's not. 
I, I, I don't pull on that movie and be like, okay, my to my kid, like, you know, here you go. Here's some cinematic Christmas masterpiece you're going to enjoy. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the old version. <laughs> See how far we've come? <laughs> well, and it's the good, the good thing about The Grinch, too, is like he's very, through all these different mediums, right? He's very noticeable. Like my son, what we were watching Home Alone, too, and The Grinch thing up, he's like, Grinch, you know, where they're showing the old movie. I'm like, Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the old one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and, you know, they have different things where he's very, he, if he doesn't look as cute and cuddly as the one from Illum- Illumination, he's still the Grinch. Everybody mm-hmm. knows him. Did, did you know that uh, Dr. Seuss actually had vanity license plates in his car that read Grinch? No, but it makes yep. sense. Yeah. Cat in very, hat's very too fair. long. <laughs> What'd you hide in what, the trunk there, Seuss? What is it? Just out of curiosity, before we end this, what's the the tomato meter for the the Grinch? Grinch is the Cat in the Hat, and the Halloween Grinch. What I don't remember what it's called anymore. That's that forgettable. Well, let's find out, shall we? Halloween Nights, the Grinch, or whatever. Do, 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 do Rotten Tomatoes and Halloween Grinch. Halloween is Grinch Night on Rotten Tomatoes. Gets. It has zero reviews in the tomato meter and a 58% audience score. <laughs> the tomato meter is even like, no, I'm not going to watch what? it. <laughs> and then the Grinch, Grinch is the cat in that, which now that I see a screenshot, I remember actually watching this as a kid at some point. I know. I see. I saw him laying on the bed, getting this with the cat in the hat, doing the psychological thing. And I was like, or the psychologist thing. I was like, okay, maybe I think I remember this maybe once. And it got an audience score of 54%, but a tomato meter of 9%. Oh, no, that's Oof. the Cat in the Hat movie. Dang it. <laughs> I know how to use stuff. Yeah, we won't, we won't even touch the, the cat. I mean, the, the Jim Carrey version started <laughs> was a reason for the Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> so they were like, oh, this one did somewhat successful. Let's do this. And then that bombed. Also, fun fact, Jim Carrey voiced another Dr. Seuss character, Horton. Oh, really? Horton, here's a who. Looks like the, the Grinch Grinch is the cat in the hat doesn't have any ratings either, so. Because we forgot those movies existed. Apparently, <laughs> IMDb did too. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, that, that kind of takes you through a little bit. With it being the holiday season, we figured this would be a great chance to go through and, you know, maybe you've, you've learned a few things about the Grinch. You can go impress somebody with some random trivia knowledge now and, uh, you know, a little more appreciation for some of those movies that came out. Yeah. I mean, if you want to appreciate the Jim Carrey one, the scene where he pulls the tablecloth off the table and everything stays on there, that wasn't supposed to happen. Everything was supposed to fall off. That's why he marches back and knocks everything over. Improvise. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if the Grinch has a half-life for uh, different generations, because 57 to 98, that's, you know, what, 40 years, 40-some years? Something and then like it was just under 20 years until the next movie came out. So does that mean we're looking at another new Grinch remake in 2028 or so? Is that what we're looking at now? In 10, in 10 years, yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could, it could work out that way. <laughs> but for you the listener what is your favorite version of the grinch i don't know and at get geekish on social media did you watch it those other two movies that we didn't even know existed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah if anyone says 
Halloween is Grinch Night, I, I want to know when you first saw it and why you watched it, because I've right. never heard of it in my life. And, and I watched all good? the cartoons when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, you know, hey, thank you for being a listener. You know that? And, and Derek, thank you for being a co-host. Hey, yeah. It's a, it's a little sanity in my life and, you know, social things like talking <laughs> to other people. <laughs> uh, it's but, it's uh, good not to be a Grinch. Yes, I hope all of your hearts grow two times in size, but not like hospital wise, just like Grinch right. Grinch wise, like just feelings, <laughs> feelings, not actual heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> well, how the Grinch stole Christmas? There is a little bit of history for you. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what is it the song ha anyway <laughs> you're a mean one Mr. Grinch there you go